Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a Super Bowl edition. It's the last chance we're going to have to break down games for like six months. It's crazy. More? Yeah, well, yeah, about six months, seven months, something like that. My co-host today, Brian Johnson. Been a little while. Welcome back. Hey, Charge. How's it going? Yeah, it's. Uh, it feels like a Super Bowl that should have been played weeks ago, right? Yeah. I think it's it, because it, the off-season content is just, over the years, it's just like the season never ends. In the past, there's there's been an end, but there's no end yeah. fantasy football nowadays so it's uh they got it all figured put, out they do let's put, yeah. let's put a bow on this this season for sure though it's yeah been... it's i'll be honest it's not the super bowl i wanted it's not the teams i wanted um and it's not to say that i have a problem with either team because i don't but i just think the league is healthier when patrick mahomes is not in every super bowl um when there's a little more drama involved and um i i was rooting for a um i was rooting for the lions to get in but no such luck. We've got uh, we've got a rematch from our 2019 Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo will not be overthrowing anybody in this game. Let's break it down, fantasy football weekly style. Brian, the um, the Chiefs come into this game with an offense that had sputtered through most of November and December, um, and really in totality, the offense hasn't even looked great in the in the postseason. But the defense has been great. So let's talk through the Chiefs' side of this. Let's start there. All right. Uh, per usual, I, I like to start with the running backs. And 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 we'll obviously get into Christian McCaffrey later. But this just feels like a game where we're focused on the running backs more than, than the passing game. I'm going to be. agree to that? Tip my hand on this, yes. Yeah, especially on, on the, the 49ers side. But we're talking the Chiefs now, of course. So I'm going to start. 
uh, with a B grade for Isaiah Pacheco, mm-hmm. has played over 70% of the snaps in the playoffs, averaging 23 touches. We love that. Yep, that's great. But, but only 94 combo yards uh, so far. Pacheco is averaging this season in the playoffs, but th- they've been tough matchups. And, and most recently with the Bills and the the Ravens, of course, the 49ers, believe it or not, could be a, a bit of a reprieve for Pacheco. Yeah. Since week 15, San Francisco allowing the sixth most rushing yards per game, wow. the fourth highest explosive run rate, the third highest yards uh, after contact per attempt. So it's it's a pretty nice matchup for Pacheco. Mm-hmm. And in the NFC Championship game against the 49ers, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, they combined for 138 rushing and two touchdowns on the ground. Yeah. Also combined for five catches for what it's worth. And it's certainly worth something when you're only comparing two teams right. on two teams. And I think there's go a back to the divisional round. Sorry, go ahead. There's, I think there's an opportunity here for Pacheco through the air. He can catch. Um, and I think they may have to find some creative ways to get the ball in his hands. And I, I can see a scenario where Pacheco gets three, four, five receptions in this game. Maybe Clyde Edwards-Alaire, yeah. you know, knocks in one as well. Certainly worth mentioning, Jarek McKinnon was rumored to maybe come back for the Super Bowl, but that seems uh, very, very yeah. unlikely at this point. There'll be no Jarek McKinnon. And just furthermore on Pacheco, why it's a great matchup, going back to the Green Bay game in the divisional round against the 49ers, Aaron Jones and Emmanuel Wilson, for, for <laughs> those who recall him being the backup, 124 rushing yards on 22 carries. So a great matchup for Pacheco. He gets a B for me. And like I just said, McKinnon on the bench, or he's he's not going to play most likely, but I got Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Alaire on the bench. Just playing 25% of the snaps, averaging just under five touches per game. I mean, he's like a, a DFS dart if you want to throw one to be contrarian or like a, an anytime touchdown type just dart throw. Yeah. I don't know what his rushing prop is. We're not going to go into props too much because this is still a fantasy show, not a gambling show. So CEH on the bench. Um, Travis Kelsey, though, not on the bench. Shocker mm. there, right? Yeah. It, it, a grade for Kelsey. Um, it's crazy to think we were all calling him washed at the end of the preseason, right, Charge? We're like, pack uh, it in, at the end of the preseason or the regular I'm season? I'm sorry, the regular season. Okay, that's how long. Um, that's how long the, the season. Yeah, I'd, well, I wouldn't say washed. We just all felt. I think we yeah. felt like he was. Um, he was, you know, on the wrong side of his career. I don't think anybody was saying like Travis Kelsey needs to retire. We didn't say he need to be need to retire, but it was bad. But the playoffs have been great, starting with Miami. Ten targets, seven catches, seventy-one yards against Buffalo. Five catches, seventy-five yards, two touchdowns against Baltimore two weeks ago. Eleven targets, eleven mm. catches, one hundred and sixteen and a touchdown. He also averaged five yards per carry in that game against the Ravens. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, a five-yard rush, so well. we'll throw that in there. I'm, and I'm not going to mention any of the off-the-field stuff with, with, with Travis, Kelsey. Um, yeah, uh, but but, it, but conspir- if, you, if, if you're so inclined to believe that the fix is in on this whole thing, take the Travis Kelsey over everything, right? I mean, you know, then, you know, if you think that there's going to be an emphasis, he'll, he'll, we'll see what? eight Travis Kelsey commercials on Sunday. 
So, you know, the, oh, the likelihood oh, of, you know, there are going to be some, uh, if you believe that the whole thing's rigged or whatever, um, then Kelsey's sitting on a gigantic game. They're going to want that to tie into their, uh, their promotional plans. He just seems like the, the most unfadable. <laughs> I'm speaking from a, a DFS perspective right now when, mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, like when, when you, when, when you're fading a player, it's like a, a highly owned player. And it's going to be, that's like Christian McCaffrey's or Travis Kelsey's. He seems like the most unfadable player to me though, to, to gain, like you cannot fade Kelsey in this game. Sam Laporta, nine catches for 97 mm-hmm. yards against the 49ers in the NFC championship game on 13 targets. And Laporta, was not 100%. I mean, I don't know. We don't have to get into Travis Kelsey too more. I, the the angle is if you're rolling uh, over-unders on minimal yardage or a, a, a cheap DFS option is Noah Gray yeah. in, in a great a great matchup. Mm-hmm. I think, Charge, I heard you had some interesting things to say about I do. Let Noah me give you, let me give you some Noah. You on the spot. No, I've yeah, got please. it all right here. My Noah Gray data for you right here. Uh, over the final five weeks of the regular season, San Francisco ranked dead last in tight end yards allowed. How about that? I mean, we think of this great defense. You mentioned um, one game ago, Detroit's tight ends piled up 105 combined yards. And here's the really weird part for Noah Gray and why he could have a, be a factor in this game. San Francisco weirdly gives up over, uh, gives up, gives up big games to backup tight ends. And if you want to go back, we going all the way back to week 11, here are guys that put up at least double-digit yards. Payne Durham, Will Disley, Colby Parkinson, Elijah Higgins, Jeff Swaim, Charlie Kohler, Bryson Hopkins. In the playoffs, they hobbled Luke uh, Musgrave. And then last week, Anthony Ferkster nearly went double digits. He got eight yards. Uh, Noah Gray's betting line is uh, like 11 yards. Uh, that feels extremely comfortable here. He runs 18 routes per game. He averages 10 yards per catch. Uh, anytime touchdown, by the way, plus nine fifty. Again, not a betting show, but um, yeah, I like I like Noah Gray to get a, you know be a small factor in this game. Not you know not somebody you necessarily want to have to count on uh, from a fantasy standpoint, but I think he uh, I think he gets a little something done here. I love it. I was like, you got a nugget right. You had like that was like a twelve piece of nuggets right there. <laughs> that's, that's good stuff. Uh, uh, Maybe want some uh, Polynesian sauce from Chick Fil A. I like it. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, great matchup for, for both tight ends. But yeah, Noah Gray, sneaky play, prop wise, DFS wise. Not so sneaky as Rasheed Rice, who was broke out in the playoffs uh, on everyone's radar. Uh, give him a B grade, but popped up on the injury report on Thursday with injured ankles. Emphasis on the plural. plural. Yeah. Not, not just one ankle, but hopefully it wasn't like a, a stepping out of the shower wrong type incident. I don't know, but. Uh, he should be good to go on uh, Sunday, hopefully. So a B for a right for Rasheed Rice in the playoffs. The 49ers have utilized too high safety coverage on 60 plus percent of their snaps since week 12 against too high. Rice has led the team in target share percentage. So Rice has been on the heater. You got to love him in this one. And really the only other wide receiver I like for the, the Chiefs is, I don't want to say like, but is he's playable as Marquez Valdez Scantling. Oh was, man. You know, really people Oof. were calling for his head in the, in the middle of the, in the season, but he's shown up in the playoffs and again, against on this too high coverage that the 49ers run uh, the more, the majority of the time uh, MVS leads the chiefs in air yard, per, 
air yard share percentage and at his price in in daily and whatever his over under is his anytime touchdown odds are going to be in your favor you just need that one play to pay off it's not going to cost you a lot in any format so i'll, I'll give mvs the the takeom grade uh if you must he gets the uh the, the very soft c okay for me and that's uh, uh you know it feels like if there's ever a spot for Marquez Valdez Scantling to really disappoint, it's a Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, usually all the the history of the epic drops that he's had throughout his career. It just feels like it's the perfect stage for Marquez Valdez Scantling to just disappoint on the grandest possible scale. Let's ride the positive narrative, though. The last two games, the last and their playoff games, of course, he's been clutch. Yeah, and you're like, I cannot believe MVS is showing up. So why not? Why not the, the complete the epic turnaround? All right, for MVS, I, I want to throw this out there just really quick. I, I said MVS was the last wide receiver I quote unquote liked for the the Chiefs, but if if you're the daily the daily player playing showdown, Richie James is an oh, intriguing no. option. No, he's not. Dirt cheap. If if you we're gonna get into the 49er side of things with you, uh, I know on, on offense you have to like the Chiefs defense when between the two defenses in this game. Mm-hmm. Richie James is intriguing where he runs enough routes, sees enough targets, three to four per game, but he also returns kicks. He plays special teams for the for the Chiefs. So if you're gonna roll the show down and you like the, the Chiefs defense, you might as well throw Richie James out there. Because he returns the kick for a touchdown, whether it be a punt return or a kick return, you, you double up uh, on the points with, the, with the, the Chiefs' defense. So I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm, I don't want to get into Patrick Mahomes a whole lot. Just one thing to say. He has last thrown for more than two touchdowns in week seven, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Wow. So I are, Yeah, I remember. 12, 12 games ago. Yeah. I remember uh, since then he's topped 280 yards passing only twice. That's all I'll say. He used to go 280 and three every game. It's uh, so the ceiling is capped for, for Mahomes. I like the Chiefs to win. I'm gonna I'm gonna end there and, and let you. Take what it uh, what's the letter grade on Mahomes? Uh, I I give him a B just because mm-hmm. he's not an A. He's you know he he hasn't put up A A numbers basically all year fantasy wise, which is uh. Somewhat explainable, but uh, you can't put it past them. But just from a on paper, he's a B. I can recall at the end of uh, the fantasy football weekly, uh, you know, like week sixteen, week seventeen, uh, we were talking about how many quarterbacks had had a three touchdown game since Patrick Mahomes had had a three touchdown game. And, you know, we were into like the thirties and forties of three touchdown games before Patrick Mahomes had one. He still hasn't had one which is amazing. Let's go to the San Francisco side. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Lots of rushing coming. We already alluded to this, Brian. Christian McCaffrey sitting at potentially a very big game here. Um, The way to beat the Chiefs is on the ground. As reverse exemplified by Todd Munkin's moronic scheme in that last game, only giving his runners six carries, and then he scored 10 points. And if you go back to the wild card round, Raheem Morris, lead back for the Dolphins, got eight carries, and Miami scored seven points. So maybe you want to score more than seven or 10 points, so you ought to run the ball. And you got Christian McCaffrey. And I just think in totality, if you're Kyle Shanahan trying to avoid going 0-2 in Super Bowls, Aren't you going to put your more faith into Christian McCaffrey than you are Brock Purdy? Yeah, like so much faith into CMC where I would almost let him play quarterback over Brock Purdy. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and I don't... Direct snap. Yeah. It's either a handoff to McCaffrey or a direct snap to McCaffrey. And yeah, like... Yes, um, I just I just see a very and it's not we don't hate on Brock Purdy here. It's that isn't it. You're and you're going to hear me say some reasonably nice things about him in a minute. But the game plan here goes through Christian McCaffrey. Uh, in chief losses, teams averaged twenty three carries and almost five full yards per carry. So again, I just I feel like you know if you're going to try to put the Chiefs on a loss. You gotta give somebody plenty of carries, and it's gonna be Christian McCaffrey. You know, I don't think they're gonna fool around with any of the backup running backs in any meaningful numbers here. Um, and the five times that an opposing runner has hit at least 19 carries, the Chiefs only won two of those five games. They lost three. Niners finished number one in run blocking by Pro Football Focus. Chiefs were dead last in run stuff win rate. And CMC probably helps you through the air too. Nine of the ten past Chiefs opponents have had a runner top 20 receiving yards. So McCaffrey's going to be a huge part of this game, in my opinion, and uh, an absolute A grade, which you would have guessed anyway. Now, if I like McCaffrey that much, that's and I keep telling you, running game, running game, running game, that means I've just got C grades on Brock Purdy, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. Um, for those guys, I, I think there's reason for concern. Let's, uh, let's start with the Purdy side. Kansas City's pass defense is awesome, Brian. They've allowed over the past 12 games, here's the touchdowns, passing touchdowns Kansas City has allowed over the last 12 games. 1-1-1-0, 1-0, 1-1, 
3101. Sounds like I'm just talking binary. No, that's passing touchdowns allowed over the past 12 games. It's just you get zero or one almost every game. The average passing yards against Kansas City over the past 11 games is just 192 yards. That's it. They rank third best in yards per completion, so you don't even get long passes completed. You get It's just short stuff. And Kansas City's number two in pressures and pressure rate. So that suggests that Purdy's not going to be able to set up long downfield passes. You're going to have to get rid of the ball quickly. So I don't like. Uh, I don't think Purdy's going to get a ton done here. Um, I'm not talking about an, a total unraveling where Purdy's going to cost his team the game, but I don't. I don't love that. Now, where he could be helpful is as a runner. Kansas City struggled against mobile quarterbacks lately, allowing five straight quarterbacks to run for 25 or more yards, and the Chiefs ranked dead last in quarterback rushing attempts against them and 24th in quarterback rushing yards allowed, 20 per game. So I think Purdy is uh, is going to do a little bit with his feet. Not enough you can count on that, and we've only got the C grade on Purdy here who is sitting on maybe like a one-touchdown game. Let's go to Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Real quick to, to Purdy on the ground. Of course, Purdy is no Lamar Jackson. No one is a Lamar Jackson, but there were – multiple times in the AFC championship game where it was evident Lamar Jackson had like 15 yards of green space in front of him. Mm-hmm. And he didn't take advantage of it. So if they were yielding that kind of real estate to Lamar Jackson, just think of the, the, uh, they're going to be dropping back. They're, they're going to be begging Purdy to run in this game. So I, I love that angle. I'm in full agreement there. I, I love the over on, on Purdy's anything. Purdy rushing rushing yards, yeah. He'll factor on the ground for sure. He's got better wheels than I think people realize. Oh, yeah. Brandon Ayuk's got a fascinating matchup against Legarius Sneed, who might be the hottest cornerback in football. Um, Sneed's gonna follow him around the field. He almost certainly is gonna be uh is going to be getting shadow coverage on Ayuk. Sneed's average game allowed in his coverage is two and a half catches for 28 yards. That's it. And if they try to break Ayuk uh, away from Sneed by putting Ayuk in the slot, and he does run from the slot some. Then he's going to face first rounder Trent McDuffie, who also gives up just 28 yards in his coverage. So you don't have, you don't really have anywhere to to bring Ayuk to put him on a big game. You, there's nowhere to find easy coverage against Ayuk. The Chiefs finished the regular season third best in touchdowns allowed to wide receivers, fourth best in yards allowed to receivers. And in the playoffs, listen to these subdued numbers that the Chiefs gave have given up to good receivers like Brandon Ayuk. Tyreek Hill, 62 yards. That's it. Jalen Waddell, 31 yards. Even worse. Then they placed, played Buffalo. Stephon Diggs, 21 yards. Then against Baltimore, they gave up a 54-yard bomb to Zay Flowers, but otherwise held him to 60 yards. So there's... I, I just think Ayuk's sitting on a really, really tough matchup here, Brian. What do you think? What I'm thinking right now is how much more fun were the Chiefs when they had an awful secondary? <laughs> they, just, they gave right. up like five shootouts, yeah, right? And then Mahomes had to come out and chase those uh, points. I don't like the Chiefs with Legarius Steed and McDuffie. It's not fun anymore. They're not a fun team. But yeah, no, this. I mean, you're harping on it, and. There's no looking past it. The, the, this game is going to run through the ground for for San Francisco. It's a 
brutal matchup. It is through the air. So for, let's for talk. Let's talk Debo game. Samuel for a second here. Um, yeah. He uh, he's this is this is really intriguing. So he runs from the slot most often, but not always by any stretch. Um, he still runs outside plenty. He's got a in the slot. He's got this tough matchup with Trent McDuffie, who I mentioned, just twenty eight yards per game allowed in his coverage. And Debo Samuel really five of his last six games have been pretty darn quiet in terms of yardage. Anyway. Um, he can find his way into the end zone, which we love. Tough matchup um, with McDuffie. And again, like him, if they if they break him outside, then he'd get Charverius Ward, uh, which is a... Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. Charver- Charverius Ward is on, his, uh, when is, is on his own team. He'll get Williams, and that would be an easier matchup for Samuel because he'll avoid Snead in all probability um, if he goes outside and Ayuk is outside as well. So there might be some opportunities there. I, I don't love him here, but you know where I do really like him is on the ground. Kansas City saw the fifth most wide receiver rushing attempts in the regular season, and in the postseason, Jalen Waddles run against him, Stephon Diggs has run against him, Zay Flowers got carries against him, and obviously Samuel's a really good runner, averaging 5.8 yards per carry. I mean, there's a running back numbers, 3.4 yards after contact. So I've got a B grade on Debo Samuel if you can roll together the rushing and the receiving. Um, he's got an easier pathway to a big game than Ayuk does, and so you might be able to get a little something done there. What do you think about Debo? Well, when it comes to a, a, a rushing wide receiver, is Debo the, the greatest like of ever? All time? Yeah, I mean, probably, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I mean, Cordero Patterson uh, is I, not in his class. Why am I blanking at Cordero Patterson, and why am I blanking? I, I'm Percy Harvin on the, the Vikings. Yes, Percy Harvin, of course, is in that conversation. Mm-hmm. That's who I was thinking of. But yeah, yeah, the stars are aligned for Debo. <laughs> Debo's. I mean, it's all there on paper. We can't fault if it doesn't happen, but on paper, it's screaming. Yes, this will happen for Debo on the ground. Let's talk Without George Kittle for a second. Um, Chiefs have been a good tight end defense. No opposing tight end all year has topped 83 yards. And only two topped 58 yards. So, you know, nobody's had, like, the colossal game against the Chiefs. And in the playoffs, listen to this. Isaiah Likely, Brian, 16 yards. Then Dalton Kincaid, 45 yards. And against Miami, which they don't really even use the tight end. Your guy, Durham Smythe, 12 yards. No tight end has scored a touchdown against Kansas City in six straight games. And, you know, Kittle, where his big games become pretty reliable is when Debo Samuel's not on the field. But Debo's on the field. And, you know, Debo, when Debo's lining up out of the slot, he's also catching balls over the middle of the field. That's Kittle territory. So there's a little bit of cannibalization there. This year in games with Debo Samuel, Kittle's averages drop almost 20 yards down to 59 yards per game and a very disappointing 0.3 touchdowns per game in Debo Samuel games. Kittle, without Debo Samuel, Kittle is almost at a full touchdown per game. And it drops all the way down to 0.3 with Kittle. So I've only got the C grade on George Kittle. I'm not expecting a lot from him, Brian. Yeah, this feels like a... Well, first off, this feels like a fantasy football weekly episode where I cannot take... not not take a jab to the face for a, a tight end take that, uh, <laughs> that I've had in the past. I, I always get one of those thrown at me from, from you and Matt, of course, but, uh, well, that's what we yeah, this feels like here. a, this feels like more of a, a Kittle Kittle will shine in his all around football game. Not his, his fantasy, his fantasy output per se. Cause I, uh, yeah, yeah. On, again, on paper, not a great, a great matchup for Kittle. I'm with you there. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a tough one. Uh, I see the under. It's I think the under over under is like forty eight points. I think the under. I keep talking about how how good these defenses can be, and especially the Chiefs. Uh, how about and I think the Chiefs win. What do you got? Yeah, I'm still shocked that the you know the line opened as Kansas City as a uh, you know right after the, the the conference championships ended at two and a half points uh, in favor of the Niners, and I was like, and I quickly moved to one. Uh, you know, the 49ers being a one point favorite, mm-hmm. I was expecting it to move in favor of the Chiefs. Me too. By now, especially from what I've read, all the action is on Kansas City because it's like can't bet against Mahomes, but you know what? You couldn't bet against Tom Brady in 2008 against the Giants or Tom Brady again, and you never know. But uh, yeah, yeah. But no, clearly, I don't know. You look at this game as a whole; it screams Chiefs, but uh. But who knows? We'll see. I mean, what's I think it, it's really the, the long shot MVP Super Bowl MVP odds. Oh, so if you, I'm on mm-hmm. the Chiefs still, my, my, my long odds, I'm going back to Richie James. Oh, geez. <laughs> to win MVP. Here's what he needs for it to happen. He needs to catch a touchdown and he needs to return one on special teams. That's all it's going to take. That's all I mean, it'll take. It's got to be like I plus gonna... 3,000, plus 4,000. Oh, yeah. Right? He's got to be one of the, the longest odds on the team. But he, uh, if he, it's even bettable, he has somewhat of a path to it through that. Through that. He, he's got to catch one and he's got to run one back on special teams. It, it, it's uh, it's plausible. If uh, if you nail it's this, not a guarantee. If you nail this Richie, Richie James thing, it's going to go down as one of the great calls in Brian Johnson history. I mean, this is, I will, uh, that, that would be, that'd be amazing. I'll get a back tat if, if, uh, a back tattoo, if Richie James wins Super Bowl MVP, I got to, I I could put money on it now. Well, I can say on wax, I do have the Richie James, Kansas city defense DFS combo. As I I mentioned earlier, I am riding that hard. No, because you get double points, right? Exactly. Yeah. And they're cheap and low owned and all that. Yeah. All right. I, I, to me, I, I don't know why it's – I guess I understand why you're doing Richie James as opposed to, say, Justin Watson or somebody like that. But I don't know. That's that's too rich for my blood, but I, I hear what you're saying. Kind of. Sort of. All right. Well, you well, got, you got to throw a long shot MVP out there. Um, Who would it be? It doesn't have to be a long shot. Does who? I'm going to look up. I'm going to look up the odds. Yeah, you know, I you know that's not something I was necessarily sitting on. Like, who's my long shot Super Bowl MVP? But let me pull up some odds right here. Um, hmm. well, a defensive player could win MVP, which would automatically make it a long shot, right? That would be pretty interesting. Like, I don't know, Legarius Sneed has two interceptions. That's possible. If you get the Brock Purdy yeah. meltdown, um, Legarius Sneed is a one hundred fifty to one <laughs> to win. <laughs> so that might be that might be my angle if I had to pick a, a somebody at deep at deep odds. That might be my guy. Let's find uh, let's find where yours is. Richie James is five hundred to one to win MVP. Holy cow, James. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've always been uh, more of a believer in Richie James than I've been, but um, we'll credit you for consistency. Five bucks can't even get you a a happy meal these days, so you might as well throw it on Richie James. (laughs) No. By the way, it can't even get you the hamburger out of the happy meal. 
No. It's ridiculous even. how much just the basic McDonald's hamburger goes for now is I it's like three and a quarter. Ridiculous. Times have changed. Yeah. Unreal. Um we won't be we won't be eating hamburger uh, McDonald's on Super Bowl Sunday. We celebrate. Good uh it'd be good, caviar good food, right? I hope for you, Charge. Uh, I miss you. Yeah. Wish we could watch the game together. I know, it's a little sad. We're uh my normal Super Bowl party has been canceled because we uh we uh we have an issue with our kitchen and our uh our leaking uh our leaking refrigerator. So yeah. Again, kitchen's all Still not resolved. Yeah, not quite. It, it's too hot in, in Minnesota this winter. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, right. It is too hot here. <laughs> it is. No snow on the ground in February. It's very weird. All right. Thank you, my man. Lots of fun. Um, we'll be back next yeah. week uh, with our first uh, true off-season fantasy football weekly. Um, either next week or the week after, I want to talk about do the opposite data. Just, you know, for those that, you know, was this a year, was this last year a good year to do the opposite? Was it not? We talked a lot about how people weren't drafting running backs as much. Did that end up paying off or was that ultimately a mistake? I think that's going to come up either next week or the week after that. Looking forward to it. I'm all, I, I think there's some serious tight end talk to have this year too in, in the first couple of rounds. And uh, yeah. It, it really doesn't even involve Travis Kelsey as of yet. If he comes back, <laughs> yeah, right. he, 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 he can. If he doesn't retire, he can. He can. Work you think he retires? The by the way, I don't know. I mean, winning the Super Bowl, just pop up a Vegas wedding on the field. Why not? Let's go out in a blaze of glory. But we'll see. What about this? Are you going to watch Puppy Bowl twenty? Oh, I'm always down for Puppy Bowl. You know that. I know Is you it love twentieth one. It's the twentieth Puppy Bowl. Um, you can bet. You can bet on the MVP, Most Valuable Puppy. And I th- there's some pretty good angles for Most Valuable Puppy. Um, Patrick Mabones is plus, five, uh, plus 500 <laughs> to win the MVP. Uh, Patrick Mabones, he's half Beagle. Uh, he's from Iowa at a shelter in Iowa, uh, adoptable. And Patrick Mabones, it's because he's Beagle. It's they're pack animals, and they're they're uh, they've got the keen sense of smell. A lot of people think he's going to do well. Your long shot is Bark Purdy, plus thirty three hundred for MVP, most valuable puppy. I could do. I want to start a whole new podcast on this uh, puppy bowl names. I got a, how about Travis Yelpsy? Uh, That's pretty good. Uh, how about uh, Darius Spay? <laughs> there you go. See? <laughs> I think that's pretty good. <laughs> all right, my man. Uh, uh, yeah, Appreciate right. it. We, we could do this all day. Yeah, we, well, probably. Uh, nobody's listening, but yes, we could. All right. Uh, we'll, have a great Super Bowl, everybody. We'll uh, We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.